Hey, podcast listeners. Welcome to Reviving Her with Jackie Crawley. Here at Reviving Her, we pride ourselves on coming together as the body of Christ to receive encouragement from our Heavenly Father, to reignite the holy fire within us, and to advance His kingdom on earth. Today on Reviving Her, we're talking about surrendering our idols. Our core verse is Jonah 2.8. In the HGSB translation, it reads, Those who cling to worthless idols forsake faithful love. Mm. So those who cling to worthless idols forsake faithful love. Jackie... What, if I just said the word idol, what picture comes to your mind? Hmm. To be honest, when I think of an idol, I think of a gold, um, like a gold animal and me like bowing down in front of it. Yeah. I think of a golden Testament. Yeah. I think of the golden calf, right? (laughs) The Israelites, yeah. Moses has gone too long and they're like, oh, he died. Make us, make us a God. Like, like yeah. hey, we're going to just make us something. We'll just bow down yeah. to that, which is amazing to me. I always, I, I have a tendency to be a little rough on the Israelites, especially considering how much I have, I act like them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes yeah. the way that I can totally act the same way, but don't realize it. But I'm like, he just split the sea for you. Yeah. He has a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Like, you know what I mean? He completely and totally covers you. And you're like, oh, but here's this gold. Let's make a cow or yeah. calf. Like, it's so weird to me. Like, yeah. I, I suppose that's a historical, like, it's probably, <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to be there, I guess. <laughs> but that's what I think of too when yeah. I when I think of the word idol. But I also know that I have a lot of idols. Yeah. I think for me, um, that was the lie that Satan played in my mind. Um, because when I would think of the term idols or I would see it throughout scripture, I would think of, you know, me building up something mm-hmm. um, and worshiping. And because I n- didn't do that in my life, like I didn't um, get gold within my house and make an animal and then begin to worship it, I felt like I didn't have any. Right. Um, and that was something that God had a journey with me to say, hey, that was their modern idols. Because in that era, that's mm-hmm. what it was, you know, um, everyone around them, you know, the, the nations around them, like they were, they had, um, different types of idols that they built up. Um, and so when God said it that way, I was like, well, what is my modern idols? And of course, like a list, you know, came out. Um, Oh, so many. Yeah. And so many, unfortunately, 
Right. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, like, so I do have these idols. And so let me go back and reread all these scriptures that I thought didn't pertain to me. Um, mm -hmm. Because then I realized like, oh yeah, I am right there um, where they are, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, when I think of idols, I always think of uh, Exodus 20 verse three, you know, you shall have no other idols before me. You have no other gods before me, right? Um, the 10 commandments. And I always, when I was growing up and up into probably my thirties, I think I was very much like, well, I don't worship other gods, right? That's not what I'm doing. I don't bow down to idols. And, you know, there are people who have idols in their religion yeah. or in their worship. So, um, I, didn't, I don't have that. So I'm good, right? Mm -hmm. You idol worshipers. Yeah. Until what you start to see, if, you know, as you read the word more, you really read that like when Jesus came and even some in the Old Testament, God really, he tried to get them to realize this. But when Jesus came, he, he was hard on the most religious, right? Mm -hmm. The Pharisees and the Sadducees. And he was like, you guys worship yourselves. You worship religious tradition more than you worship God. Yeah. And that is their that was their idol, their religious traditions and their um self-righteousness. Yeah. 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 And that's where I felt like that's where the definition of like, you know, idols, like, you know, anything that um, takes the space of God in your life, um, mm -hmm. you know, you're like, I feel like that's like that definition of like, what are the things in our life where um, has more of our admiration, our respect, our reverence, our, um, our time, our commitment, mm -hmm. our value. Yeah. Um, our morals, our ethics, you know, what are the things that is shaping our very being where it's taking the place of God, you know? Um, and so like when you were saying like your identity, you know, yes, like, like very much so, you know, um, we can get lost in the identity of like our jobs shaping us and to say like, you know, I hold this position, so I must act like such and such, such and such such and such instead of like saying like I'm a child of God I'm a product of him and this is why I behave the way I behave this is why in this position I um will honor and I won't lie or I won't manipulate um because I'm in, my identity comes back in the Lord so yeah I definitely I definitely feel that yeah I think for me um then as I as I grew I feel like um so I can tell you right now that you have some idols that are easy to, are easier to pinpoint. For example, my phone mm. is an idol and it's, and I, and I'm kind of say that like jokingly, but not, um, and I don't even think jokingly, but I'm like, haha, my phone's an idol, but it's really, it's, you know, it's a serious, it's, it's a really serious issue so much. So have you, have you seen the social dilemma on Netflix yet? Yes. Oh, mind blown. It is so good. <laughs> oh, it's I so, was so... Uh, I know. I'm like, and so I'm watching this with my 14-year-old son and he's like, so what are you going to do about it? 
So we watch it and he's like, so what are you going to do about it? And I'm like, I don't even know. Because if I'm honest, I don't know because you use your, we, those little things. I mean, these things, we use them for everything, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's very difficult for me to be like, I'm just not going to touch my phone. Mm -hmm. Well, I use it for everything. So, you know, but do I, but this tool, am I using it well? And am I getting up first thing and going, oh, what's going on on Facebook? And where am, what am I bowing down to? What am I worshiping first thing in the morning? Yeah. Is it self? Mm -hmm. Is it um, a need for connection or a need for attention or a need? Is it all of those things? Or am I getting up first thing in the morning, even if I use the phone, which typically I, I, I've gotten in the habit of kind of not wanting to use my phone for my quiet times just because I'll get distracted. Notifications yeah. suck. But am I, even if I do pick up my phone, am I using it to glorify and worship and self or others? Or am I doing it? Am I reading the, the word? Yeah. Am I using it to study? Um, so that's one of my idols, like the phone. But also there are some really good things that I can set up as idols. Um, homeschooling my kids. Mm. I love homeschooling my kids. But when I am more focused on success and I'm more focused on Ooh, if I'm honest, if I'm more focused on what they are achieving than how we're connecting and what they're learning about God through me, then I've set I've set achievement and their schooling up as an idol. I've set it up to support some part of my identity that it it was never meant to be. Um, that's a big one for me, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, um, wow, that's powerful. Um, just because like, you know, when you were talking, I was just thinking about, um, even if, you know, you woke up and let's say you planned and you did your curriculum and you did, you execute it well. Um, if they got, if they have to take this national test to see if they um, advance, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. And if they don't make it, how does your identity, how do you feel? You know, does it rock you? Does it make you feel like, did I not do a good job? You know, like how you were saying, like my identity gets morphed um, Mm -hmm. based on their success. Um, And that's, that's huge. I can relate to that. I definitely can. I don't even homeschool my kids, but I know that that's something that, I can, I can see myself doing too. Yeah. Um, even with parenting, you know, so. I think that's the thing. I think that what we can do is we can take just the achievements of our, of our kids and how are they doing in school? What are they doing? What activities are they in? What, you know what I mean? Like, I really feel like we can take all of those things and make them idols in our lives. <sighs> This might push some buttons. Mm. 
actually, I'm going to say something that might make, I hope it doesn't make people mad because I hope people understand my intention. But I, a lot of times, if you see like, you know, the kids who are super involved in sports, which I think is awesome. I wish we were more involved in sports. Sometimes when you have six kids at home though, it's hard to get people everywhere. And now nobody's doing anything because, you know, COVID. But, um, but, you know, like entire lives dedicated to travel ball or whatever. I, I wonder sometimes, I love that. I love the camaraderie and the family. I love cheering for one another. So I want to be clear that I think that is a good thing. Yeah. But a lot of times it takes a lot of precedent. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of of um, focus. Mm-hmm. And I personally have seen families suffer at, uh, spiritually yeah. at the altar of recreation. Mm-hmm. And... I hate to even pick that one because uh, like, I hate, I hate that that came up just because typically I like to choose something that I suffer with. You know what I mean? Like, this is my thing. Um, I don't know that hadn't come to mind before. So if you're listening and that hits you, that's for you. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Because typically I really do like to focus on like, this is my junk, you know? Um, I don't know why that one, but, but I I think uh, maybe because it's a very um, American ish thing you know that we do that makes uh, sometimes I'm like wow we're really taking such a good thing but we like push things to the extreme um so any good thing any really good thing that we push to the extreme and that we decide we let take precedence over the Lord in our lives that's idolatry yeah yeah I think that I absolutely agree with that. I think there's a fine line, there's a fine balance um, because like, you know, if you are a part of that recreational activities with your kids and, you know, it can get really, um, it can be like, you can get really busy and spend a lot mm-hmm. of money. Um, and then it's like, but where's the attention and where does God, where is God in that? Um, I think I've met families who do have busy lives, but yet they're still holding on to Bible study. Um, so there's like one, one day of the week where the sports don't go on that week. Um, and they're still maintaining um, the structure of God in their home. But then I also have been, I've seen, I've been around other families where it's to the point where games cause them to miss church or they won't, they're not able to serve or, you know, um, and you start to see the decline and you see, you start to see the president. So I do, I do understand that. Um, and I'm glad that God brought that out in our conversation because I think we can do that with everything. Um, and I love how you, you began to talk to us about, like, it could be good things. Um, because even the blessing that God has given us can be the very thing that turns into an idol in our homes, um, in our lives, in our hearts, um, in our identity. Um, so yeah, I think for me, in my experience, it's been, um, the, my blessings have, I have to really, I have to really be intentional on making sure that the things that God has blessed me with doesn't, I doesn't, identify who I am to the point that I'll forget 
to even commune with him. You know, like for instance, you know, being a wife and a mom, um, I know I shared er earlier on in the other episodes on how, you know, kids, when people talk to me about my parenting, I get very defensive. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is, that is, again, that is exposing the idolatry that I have, even though my kids are a blessing from God, even though my husband was ordained by God and it's covenant that we stood before the throne and we, you know, said our vows and those are all good things, but yet, and still I can find myself um, doing so much for them, um, being involved in their lives, um, caring more about what my husband says or feels than rather than my father. Um, sometimes like I can, you know, I've, I've been at fault at making my life so busy around my kids that I didn't have time to get up and talk to God or pray to God. Mm-hmm. And yet if my job or my kids needed me to wake up at two 30 in the morning or needed me to wake up, um, early, you know, I would not hesitate. I would not, Mm-mm. um, I would do it. You know, like if my job said, Jackie, you need to be, you need to report at the hospital at three o'clock. I would get up at one and I would, I would organize my life so that knowing like, okay, on this day, I'm going to get up at one, um, because I need to report to work at three. But yet when God wakes me up at one, you know, I'll tell him like, Oh, I'm so tired. God, can we do this another time? Or I'll snooze my mm-hmm. alarm for my God time, you know, because, you know, I'll justify it. Like, you know, I had the kids all day yesterday. I deserve this sleeping in. I deserve, you know, um, and there it is. Like my family life ends up being an idolatry for me. I end up, I end up focusing so much on the mundane of being a mom and a wife. Um, and even a healthcare worker that I forget, like, wait a minute, like these things are good, but they're not my identity. They are not where I get filling. Um, they are not where my, the hope and my faithful love is rooted in. And so, yeah, I think for me, I, I have to learn to balance that. I've had to journey on, you know, I get to love my kids. I get to love my husband at the extension of the love of my father in heaven. And so because of that, it has now motivated me to say, you know, God, you've blessed me with my husband and my kids. And because you have blessed me with them, I'm going to use the very blessing to motivate me so that I can read the word so that I can be a better wife. Let them be a motivation for me to go into your presence so that I'll be a better mom. Let let them be a reminder for me to always be grateful of your goodness as I lay them in, as I pray over my husband, as I get to, you know, do life with them. Let them be a motivation for me to run to you rather than rather than for them to take up my time away from you. Oh, there's so much good in there that it's almost hard to pick out pieces. I did write one thing down that you said though, because it's it like struck me. You said, these things are good, but they're not where I get my filling. They're not what fills me up. And I was thinking about that the other day. I've had seasons where I've done exactly what 
yeah, and recently actually where I had done exactly what you're talking about, like where you just get so tired and you're just like, oh, I just can't get up that early. And my kids, you know, we stay at home, but my kids wake up early. So if I'm legitimately <laughs> going to have actual time, like with God and not, you know, sitting on the phone, I mean, sitting on the couch, hugging my babies and like reading something on my phone, which is good. And yeah. it has gotten me through seasons when it had to, but there's nothing like spending that intentional deep time with the Lord and just getting filled, you know? Yeah. Um, but what I found is in the seasons where I start getting up earlier, where I don't balk at like um, getting up at four or 4.30, you know what I mean? Like if I'm going to get yeah. up at four or 4.30, then okay, I get up and spend that time with him. But it's in those seasons that I also feel like I serve my friends and my family more out of the overflow of his spirit. That when, when I'm talking to them or when I'm talking to, like when I'm talking to my daughter about something she's going through, when I'm talking to my husband or to a friend and they say, oh, they're going through this. And I go, I was just reading this morning, right? I was just in the word this morning and God revealed this to me because he never, I don't think he ever just, he he loves us so much and he does reveal things to us just for us through his word. But I also feel like he says he, his word said he comforts us so that we can comfort others. And I truly believe that when we receive that, he also gives us typically an an arena to let that go as well, to give yeah. it to somebody else. So that we are operating out of the overflow of his spirit. Mm. So it's so good when you talked about, that's not where I get my filling. Yeah. Because if you think about it, if we're doing all of those things without getting filled up by him first, then we're operating in the flesh, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we still have the Holy Spirit and we're, but, but yeah, but we run dry. Yeah, you you, you just you it gets don't dry. Have the fruit of the spirit, you know. <laughs> like I am not patient. I am not faithful. I am not merciful. You know. And, yeah. So yes, like it's like we are better. We are better humans when we submit to the Father. And in order for us to really submit and to be filled by His presence, we have to be sensitive. And in order for us to be sensitive to that we have to connect with him any relationship i mean even in your marriage like you know um how would your marriage be if you and josiah never talked if right. you and josiah never connected if you never said hi to him or even had a conversation how long would your marriage be sustained and that's exactly what it is when not we not long <laughs> yeah not long not to mention the fact that and this is something that i used to tell i used to uh volunteer with awana journey so awana is are you familiar with awana it's like no. a um i don't know it's like a bible club at church for kids you know and they go and learn the word and stuff uh journey is the high school students right so we volunteered josiah and i did for a little while with the high school students and i and i i had i set up this for them one time it's like okay because some people sometimes i think people go but i pray all the time so i was like prayer is good please don't misunderstand me prayer is good but i said if you are praying and asking god for things while not reading his word and not really not reading his word um 
I, I truly feel like not that prayer isn't good on in and of itself, but you might as well be like asking for things and covering your ears and eyes and just screaming because you're not able to receive, you're not, this is his word to us. Yeah. And, um, and I even told my son one time, he was like, I pray, but I don't hear anything. And I was like, son, I love you, but why is he going to, why is he going to say something to you that he already said and you're not bothering to read? Yeah. Like he said it, you have to read it. Like it takes some intention on our part, just like relationship. Any relationship yes. takes some intention on our part. And we have to like put in that time. I feel like, I'm like, I feel like this is skewed from idols, but. Um, no. <laughs> but No, I feel like it's going right back around. Yeah. You know, it's, because. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. I think yeah, you didn't interrupt. No. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, when you talked about, uh, you talked about realizing that you would get up at like whenever you had 1 a.m. or whatever you needed to do if you had to be at work at three. Mm-hmm. But um, it's different for God. And you sn- do, you know, I remember you saying that on the stage. I, I don't know if uh, three years ago, I think it was three years ago now this summer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, three years ago on stage at church, you were talking about that. And I, I don't remember if you said it when you were doing your speaking or if it was like at the open mic, that and the, like when we did the panel, right? Yeah, it was a panel. I thought so. And I was yeah. like, I remember you saying that. And I was like, ouch. Yes. Ouch. Like you stepped on my toes, but I have to tell, not you. I mean, the Lord stepped on my the toes. Lord, the, Holy yeah. Spirit, the Holy Spirit stepped <laughs> on my toes. And I was like, ah, oh, that's true. And since then, and I even remember you said, you said that when you woke up in the middle of the night, sometimes you would ask him, like, do you want me up now? And I've actually done that. So I've woken up at like 3 a.m. or something sometimes since then and been like, am I supposed to get up or can I just go back to sleep? Like, we'll have a little conversation. Like, can I go back to bed or is this something that you need me for? And I have gotten up and I have had some of the sweetest, most holy times with the Lord in the middle of the night. Mm. And sleep is important. Yeah. It is an important, that's, it's one of those things that we're like, it is good. We need sleep. God designed our bodies to need sleep. But isn't an idol. Mm-hmm. Could we, could we make that time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the other thing that I have to be careful with, if, I, if I'm honest, I'm super honest, is sometimes when I am, sometimes when I am consistently getting up really early, to spend that time with God, it can make me a little prideful. Mm. And I can set that up as an idol. Mm. Because it can, it because if my, if I don't feel like my husband or if I don't feel like somebody else is putting that same effort, I'm like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you getting up? Why aren't you spending the time? Why aren't you praying? Why you, and you take, if you take that focus off of you and what you're supposed to be doing, God has you doing, and you put it on somebody else, you have their, you've shifted your worship. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
you shifted the, and, and so I have to be careful not to make the good things, not to make the religion, yeah. right? Just like the Pharisees, I have to be careful not to make the religion and the tradition and what I'm doing the idol. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, that is so good because like, it just reminded me of the verse that talks about, you know, we should not compare. Oh yeah. And I believe, you know, I believe that one of the 10 commandments is to not look at your neighbors, um, and want to achieve, like want to have what they have. Um, I think it's covet. I think it's, well, there's don't covet. I think actually not envying is, is isn't that awful? Like I'm like the 10 commandments. I'm, I had, at one point I had all of them memorized because I made all of my children memorize them. Um, well, okay. Let's be clear. I made all my children memorize them. Not just me. We had like a Bible uh, at an old church when my other, my oldest kids were very little. They had a uh, a little like Bible bee, almost like a spelling bee, but a Bible bee. And so I helped the kids memorize the Ten Commandments. And now I'm like, I think envy is one. Coveting is definitely coveting your neighbor's wife or house or anything else of your neighbors is definitely one. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's like when you were talking, like it kind of reminded me, like when we shift our perspective, when we start to compare and we start to see like, wait a minute, well, what they have, if they're still following you and if they're still um, considered Christians and they're not doing that, then I don't need to do that. Like, why am I trying this as hard? Like, why do I have to get up? Why can't, you know, you speak to me in the afternoon, like they say that you speak to them and why can't, you know, um, but then we forget the root of why we're doing it individually, right? Like it's not about, you know, they have their own reasonings behind their personal relationship. And that's exactly what it is. It's personal, right? So my personal relationship is going to be individualized to my personality, my background, my culture, and who I am. And so for me and for you, like you and I both get revelation, the sweetest revelation in the sweet morning um, when our household is asleep. And that is where our focus is like, where, where do we, where do I get out of, out of Mm -hmm. this? Um, And they may not, you know, you know, like your husband, you know, it may not be like his, his spot may be in the shower or his sweet spot may be in the car or, you know? Um, And so it's like looking at the product, like what, what do I gain out of this? And let that be our focus and our motivation, like, and not in a sense of, like looking at the, um, that comparison. So yeah, girl, I, I, I feel that like, cause sometimes I do, I, girl, I do the same thing. Like <laughs> I'll be like this woman, she's a mighty powerful woman of God. And we were talking and she said she never gets up early. And I'm like, Lord, you know, if you could do it for her, you could do it for me. Um, and when I said that, I remember God was like, Jackie, you wouldn't want to give this up. You really, you don't Mm. even know what you're saying because your most revelation has come into these moments. The the times that I have shifted your perspective has been early in the morning. And he was like, you're not going to, you've tasted so much of it and you know, it's good. You wouldn't want to give it up. And when the Holy Spirit told me that I was like, you are so right. You are absolutely right. So I think that like just leads us to the, um, to the next point of like, when we release our idols, we make room for the Holy Spirit. You know, we make room yes. to commune with Him. Mm-hmm. You know, if we give up the very things that is grabbing a hold our attention and our love and our admiration, 
then when we give that up, we get to give that back to God. And yeah, we receive so much. Yeah, and, and I know this is kind of a, a generic, like a, a lot of people have seen it, but have you ever seen the the example where somebody takes like a jar, a big jar or something, and they fill it with like, say they fill it with like gravel. Yeah. And then they're like, you know, so you fill it with like the little things, yeah. right? But then they have these big, important rocks, right? These big boulder-like things that need to go in there and they can't. Yeah. Because it's filled up with all the little things. But when you put the big things in first, the little things can fill in around it. And it's, it, it, and, and then you've gotten in those big things that you need to get in. It's the same thing. It's just like, it's the same thing. We have to make the first things first. Mm. That is so good. I've never heard that um, beautiful picture. Like, thank you for that. That beautiful. Uh, I've um, seen people do it on stage. Like, well, they'll be like, oh, really? if you, yeah, I think it was that actually, I think it was at a weekend to remember one year. Um, the speaker did that, you know, she, it was in, when the women's breakout happened and stuff. And she did that. And I was like, that's flipping brilliant. Yeah. Because it sticks with you. I like yeah. things that stick with your brain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the picture. Me too. And just, if you see the picture, if in, you know, picture in your head, in a big glass, it was clear glass, like huge vase or jar or whatever it was. And, you know, she takes this big, huge, like ball rock things and, and puts them in there. And then those, that gravel can just fill up around it. Mm. And if we're filling up our lives with the wrong things, then the big things can't fit. The big things can't fit. Yeah. But as you said, we have to make room. You have to make room. You have to put the first things first. The little things will fill themselves in. You have to make room for the what's most important first. And and I think that means really determining like, what am I really worshiping? What are my big things? What big things am I putting in? And are they really as big as I'm making them? What should go in first, right? Yeah. What am I making room for? And I think we have to really analyze, because I think sometimes, I don't know about you, but as as a Christian, especially I don't as one, like I've loved God since I was 14. I haven't walked right since I was 14, but um, actually I've loved God since I was little. I was, I was baptized at 14, but you can kind of consider yourself like I'm a Christian. Of course I put God first, mm-hmm. right? Of course I put God first. Well, you can say that that's one of your values, but are you living according to that? Yeah. And we all have to come to points where we're like, am I really walking this out? Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. We have to, we have to make room. Yeah. Yeah. Because we cannot worship two idols. Mm -mm. We cannot worship two gods. Yeah. That is good. That is so good. Wow. All right, sister. Do you have any other... Any other tidbits that you wanted to, I mean, you hit us with like, that was powerful. I'm like, um, eating off that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Do you have anything else that you wanted to share? I don't think so. I think it's just, I I think, 
If it would be the one thing, like the one takeaway, first of all, I'm really sorry for the sports moms if you've made it this far <laughs> and you don't hate me. <laughs> um, but it's I think- It's all out of love. It's all out of love. And I just, I, I think that's one of those things though, that each of us, and I hope that each of us, even you, know, you and I- Yeah. We'll take some time this next week and and really sit down and say, God, what am I worshiping? That's not you. And he'll let you know. You know what I mean? He's not yeah. like he, he, he wants it to be a secret. He'll let you know. But what am, because I know that that's probably, once again, with like my phone, I need to figure that out and how we're in, in a sustainable way and really ask God to help me with that. You know, yeah. but, uh, but with anything else, like what am I, what am I putting in place of you? What am I worshiping? Yeah. Yeah. How about you? That's Any good. last thoughts? That's good. <clears throat> um, no, I think um, really, I think the, I think everything that I felt um, needed to say, except this one thing, um, as we were preparing, you know, and we were talking about this episode, something, the Holy Spirit just came and it like just quickened in my spirit. But, you know, when we, when, when we're asking ourselves during the week, like how you've challenged us, Alyssa, to really over these next few weeks, like think about and ask God to really reveal idols, knowing the knowing idols that we already know that are, that are in our minds as we're listening to this podcast. And then there's unknown idols that we don't even realize that they're an idol. And when we're asking God to reveal that to us, um, also being challenged to ask God to say, you know, expose to us what we find comfort in. Oh, yeah. Because if we're running to something, someone that brings comfort to us, then it's a lie because the only person who should be, who we should be running to for that comfort, for that need, for that refilling is the Lord. And so it's like, okay, God, expose those to us. So then I don't have to live in a lie anymore where I can know that I have been freed and I am living and walking on this pathway of truth that you have placed before me. So that's so yeah. good. That's awesome. I, you're right. There are some times where, oh, they're sneaky. Those things we get comfort from, right? Yeah. That we set up as idols that we would never consider. That's a good word. Yeah. That's good. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. So, next episode, we have a special guest. Are you ta- are you talking about the special guest next time? Is you do we you want to tell everybody who it is or it is is it a surprise? Um so, you know, I'm not I'm really good with memory, so hold on. Um, <laughs> so, the next episode, yes, we do have um a special guest and that would be my spiritual mother. So I'm so excited to um, be able to have her on. And um, so if, for those of you guys who don't really, you know, the term spiritual mother, who don't know that terminology is, um, it's really like you're um, a person in your community and you're, you know, like they're not, she's not biologically my mom. Right. But um, she is someone who 
is someone who pours into me, mm-hmm. um, who mentors me. Um, you know, yes, she's older, so literally I could be her daughter. Um, but you know, she's a person that I'm very vulnerable with. I have been naked before her, and um, and she has so much wisdom that I'm so excited for her to share her journey on um, abolishing her idols in her life. And so, oh, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Okay. Well, until next time. Yeah. I'm going to just pray us out. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. Father. Father, I thank you for every heart, every person who is going to hear these words on this podcast, God. I thank you for just birthing this community within us, God. I thank you for allowing us to partake in such a beautiful relationship with one another through this podcast. So Father God, as we are all journeying to surrender our idols, Holy Spirit, I ask you to just breathe a spirit of peace and comfort over every single one of us, oh God. Father, help us to lay down the very things that is causing us to lose our focus and our attention to you, O Lord. Father, we know that you have good plans for us. We know that you created us for your God-given purpose. And so, Father, help us to realign ourselves to you. Help us to realign ourselves to the kingdom agenda. Father God, as we venture on in these next couple of weeks, reveal those things that are keeping us away from you and even that reveal those things that are keeping ourselves from attaining you oh god Mm. breathe your spirit over us lord allow us to hear you like never before allow us to see you like never before remind us that you are worth surrendering everything for because of the perfect life you are offering us in jesus name we preciously pray Amen. 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 We'll see you next time. See you next time, guys. Bye.